This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. October 10th, 1913. President Woodrow Wilson presses a telegraph key in Washington, D.C. It sends an electrical signal 4,000 miles through a continuous link of telegraph wires and cables to eight tons of dynamite piled up on the Gamboa Dyke. That's the last of the great physical barriers between the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean at the Panama Canal. Seconds later, a massive explosion. A nice, clean one, according to local dynamite experts. A shower of water, mud, smoke, and rock shot high into the air. A 60-foot-wide section of the dike was lifted, too, and its component parts were scattered far and wide. Water flooded into the Culebra Cut. For the first time, the two oceans were connected in Central America. It wouldn't be ready for ocean-going ships to pass through for almost a year, but the Panama Canal was reality. A canoe was the first vessel to pass through the new gap manned by a pair of Americans. Three more launches followed, and there was great celebration by the 4,000 locals and dignitaries who showed up for the ceremony. In San Francisco, people gathered in Union Square to hear news of the explosion by telegraph, as well as patriotic speeches and music. A man stood on the flag festoon platform. He was a representative of the Exposition Company, which was organizing the Pan-Pacific International Exposition, which would celebrate the new canal in 1915. Here's to the Panama Canal, he said, to those who conceived it, to those who achieved it, and to the event that celebrates it in San Francisco, 1915. That exposition is what gave us the Palace of Fine Arts. The Chronicle helpfully explained how the canal would bring the world closer to San Francisco. It ran a chart that compared the distance in nautical miles between various cities before and after the opening of the canal. From Cologne on one side of the Panamanian Isthmus to Panama City on the other, it had been 10,719 nautical miles. Now it was 41. New York to San Francisco had been a 13,000-mile voyage, now it would be 5,300. The journey from Liverpool to San Francisco had been reduced by almost 6,000 miles. And it wasn't just the distance or the time. The trip all the way around Cape Horn at the southern end of South America was dangerous. The canal was almost a century in the making. The Spanish had first authorized the idea in 1814. The United States made its first survey of possibilities in 1824, Actual construction began in 1881 by the French, but they bogged down for engineering and financial reasons within a few years. The United States got involved in the new century trying to strike a deal with Colombia, which controlled Panama at the time. When the Colombian Senate wouldn't approve the contract, President Theodore Roosevelt threw American support behind a Panamanian separatist movement. 
At one point, the U.S. blocked Colombian ships sending troops to put down the rebellion. Panama declared independence in 1903. The U.S. quickly recognized the new nation, and the Canal Treaty was signed. U.S.-led construction began in 1904 and took 10 years to complete. The United States ended up spending about a half a billion dollars on the canal. In today's money, that's about $9 billion. U.S. control of the canal zone was a contentious diplomatic issue throughout the 20th century. Amid increasing international pressure, President Jimmy Carter signed a new treaty with Panama in 1977. It handed over control of the canal zone at the end of 1999. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your side.